All right. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Mary, uh, Marianne Asylum. I'm a Lebanese Aboriginal woman, specifically Wanarua. I acknowledge that I live on stolen land, specifically Awabakal country. And welcome to KB Club. Uh, hi, I'm Jerry Aden Hawk. I'm an Indonesian Pakistani non binary lesbian, and I'm currently on Gadigal land. Hi, um, I'm Panda Wong. I'm a Malaysian Chinese settler. Um, I'm currently living on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Nice. <laughs> All right, and uh, welcome to KB Club. We have a very special episode today. Yes, we do. Um, yes. We're presenting. We're co-presenting with the National Young Writers Festival in a debate or yes. discussion. A very um, serious debate. Yes, um, on whether Netflix or Stan has the best B-grade content. Excuse you. It's not just Netflix or Stan. It's which streaming service? Yes, which streaming service has the best B-grade content? Um, <laughs> And we're joined today with our very special guest, Panda Wong, who has already introduced herself. Thank you. Um, yes. Do you want to Thank get started? <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything? Did you want to say anything more about yourself, Panda? Like, what's your favorite movie right now? Um, I also should preface that this is the first ever podcast I've recorded. So, um, <gasps> oh, we're so blessed. Exciting, <laughs> exciting and scary. And so did you just say what's my favourite movie that I've just watched? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your favourite movie right now? Right now. I just watched this short film on YouTube called The Kiss of the Rabbit God. Have you seen it? <gasps> yes, by Andrew Huang. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Um, I think oh, I just watched it because I was like, I just want to be taken somewhere far away from where I am at the moment. It's just, it's so amazing. Um, for anyone who hasn't watched it, it's a kitchen hand gets visited by the rabbit god who is like um, the deity for forbidden love or, you know, queer lovers. And yeah, it's amazing. I can't give any more away because it's only 15 minutes and I would just spoil the whole thing. I have briefly talked about this short film on the podcast before. So yeah, just reminder to everyone oh. that hasn't seen it, go see it. It's on the Nowness channel. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I shall so have do, to watch it. Do we want to start the discussion now? Yes, please. Also, I just okay. realized my I just realized in my intro I didn't say that I was bisexual, but I I figure our listeners <laughs> will know. <laughs> they should have known this by now. They should know. <laughs> but yes, let's get started. Which which streaming services are we all pledging our um our allegiance to for the sake of this debate? Stan. Oh. oh. Um, I'm going to say Netflix, even though it's evil. <laughs> well, I'm you, saying you, it's evil too. You think, <laughs> you think you've got it bad? I'm, I, for this debate, I'm, I'm pledging my allegiance to Amazon Prime. Oh. Oh. So don't even talk to me yeah, about your options. This debate is, about, this debate is which, which service has the best B-grade content, not who pays the least taxes. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Yes. All right. Um, you know what? I'm just going to – who has a really strong opinion that they just have to say right now? I think that should get things started. <laughs> um, I have a strong opinion, and, and that okay. is – Oh, actually, would you like to discuss – would you like to first define, like, B-grade content for our audience? Yes, I, I would actually because that relates to my strong opinion, opening, like, opening strong opinion. Okay. Um. B-grade movies, so for a bit of history, which I looked up, B-grade movies were, like, originally just movies that studios made, like, low budget with, no, like, nobody that anyone knew that they could give to studios when they did a big release so that if they ran out of tickets or seating for their, like, A-list movie, the cinema could be like, go and see this as well, like, or go and see this instead, and that would still bring them in money. Movie. Yeah, it's a consolation movie and it got its name B-grade from or B-list from like because they were sort of like the B-side of a record. 
that's what I found like most of the result of. So what I've decided in my research, which was very extensive, um, <laughs> um, is that the, the only real difference that I can tell between a B grade and an A grade movie is the marketing. Okay. The, mm. the only difference is that culturally, like something is marketed as an A grade movie or a B grade movie, but like the lines blur. Let's be real. And uh, and my final closing part of this strong opinion is that I do believe that the MCU is a B grade like franchise masquerading as an A grade franchise because because it has the money to masquerade like that. Cool. cool. That's my opening statement. All right. Um, Panda, did you have any thoughts on just how you would classify B-grade content before we start? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have any historical context as to what I classify as B-grade and a lot of the shows I've been watching are probably lower than B-grade in most people's books but just maybe mm. something that you would watch that doesn't require that much of your brain but you get a lot of satisfaction out of it but in a year you won't be thinking about it. It's a very specific definition that is only correct to me I think. Mm. No that, yeah. that sounds very correct. Thank you. Okay. All right, D. What's what's your what's your opinion? My opinion. Okay. So a B movie, not to be confused with the 2007 DreamWorks masterpiece <laughs> B movie, is a low budget commercial film that is not art house. Um, so we we had a talk about this yesterday. We were kind of talking about how there are certain genres that are considered that are considered uh, B grade uh, more yes. than others especially horror, especially science fiction and fantasy, um, and also LGBT, a lot of LGBT cinema, um, probably because no one wants to spend money on any of those things. Um, so I think when we're looking at B-grade content, I think you can sort it into two different categories. So the first categories is like movies that may have been like cheaply made, but they have a lot of heart. So um, everyone involved was like really passionate about the project and doing as much as they could with the resources they had, uh, even if it's considered too weird or mainstream for audiences. Um, as legendary filmmaker Agnes Varda once said, nothing is trite if you film it with empathy and love. So I think that the second category of B-grade content is media that is shot without empathy and without love. <laughs> Wow. Oh beautiful. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you put in those categories or would it be a third category for like the films that I feel are intentionally like bad? You know, they are, they are terrible with intention. Second category. But what if those films are made with love? They're not though. <laughs> <laughs> End of my argument. <laughs> you're, you're like, they're not. Mic drop. Goodbye. Yes. Okay. All right. Do you want to actually get into, like, the actual platforms and content now? All right. Yes. Yes. Who would like to go first? I'm Pen, I think, have... I think oh, you sorry. should go first. I was going to say, um, I think you should go first, Panda. Don't feel you got, like you have to, like, piggyback you, you, on anything I just said because I just mm -hmm. I just made that up. <laughs> oh, no, that is – it was a really beautiful definition and I'm kind of embarrassed to follow it up with that all of my examples today and all of my research surrounds real estate reality TV shows and oh, that is why yes. Netflix is my favourite <laughs> streaming service because no other streaming service has as many real estate – reality tv shows okay. um can you give is, us some examples of the because i've never watched any yeah so there's actually have you heard about selling sunset it's kind of the main one that most people are into selling um, what selling sunset 
Oh, no. It's basically um, this bougie, like, real estate company um, called the Oppenheim Group, and they basically are based in Beverly Hills, and they sell real estate that is ridiculously expensive. Like, um, Ellen DeGeneres has bought a house from them, um, Orlando Bloom. It's just, like, really next level and really ridiculous. It's like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but they sell houses. Okay. Like, they have small dogs in the office. Um, they had an open house once with, like, Botox and burgers, mm. um, where they had, like, an actual nurse giving Botox at the open house. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. It's, like, when I was watching it, I was like, I can't believe this is real life. Um, and they just, like, yeah, they just love selling houses. And I can't explain why I'm so drawn to it, but maybe I'll figure it out throughout this podcast why I'm so drawn to this genre of, like, intense, privilege and just like people being kind of awful maybe maybe it's the fantasy of it you know like the the total like the polar opposite of this of it to to your to your life I think that's true um I just like like there's this character on it who I really love because she does things like she'll throw a birthday party and then she'll like hire a zebra or she'll have like all these swans, <laughs> which is so evil. Like it's so evil, but it doesn't feel like real life. And also, like I'm like I'm not really participating in it, so it's okay for me to enjoy how extra it is. Um, and she had like um fake snow at her wedding, and everyone was just really upset because they were wearing like nice oh gowns, and the fake snow was falling on their gowns, and they were really cold. <laughs> oh, not the maximalism. No, yeah. That's a lot. That just made me think of that scene in Crazy Rich Asians where they get married and they flood the church and I was and I was just sitting there in the cinema like everyone's just gonna get wet. For what? <laughs> I love that common theme of like rich people just like like it's like they're truly not empathetic. Like they're like, I would rather just have this one single moment that is really inconvenient for everyone else, but maybe I'll make like a good Instagram story, which I think yeah. is like the vibe. I think that's why a lot of people like Succession or shows like Succession because it's kind of just about how, like, disgustingly rich people are. <laughs> yeah, and I I think, yeah, that's why people also like movies like The Wolf of Wall Street and all of that. Like, we just like being disgusted at the excess. Well, at least I'm disgusted at the excess. I know mm. a lot of people who are like, oh, my God, wouldn't that be sick? Gold. Like, <laughs> no, totally. It's like almost cathartic to be like to watch it and be like, oh, that is disgusting. But I'm like, but I am also watching it in my room with like no pants on and just like eating snacks. So. True. <laughs> True. My dad, I, I thought my dad had hit a new low the other day, like of quarantine depression, because he was actually watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And my oh, dad, yeah. my dad would never, I was just. I, I had to do like three double takes. Like, Dad, <laughs> what are you doing? And and he was like, Oh, I'm I'm watching the, the Kardashians. And I was like, Why, Dad? And he, he was like, I just want to see w- what it's like. <laughs> and, and I was like, Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think there is like that, I don't want to call it morbid fascination, but it's something along those lines. Or maybe it's like the thought that's like, hmm, if I myself had that much money, I would not be this stupid. Or yes. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe it's the idea that's like, damn, if I had this much money, I would be allowed to be this stupid, you know? I know. You know, you know that good. line in Parasite, like, oh, she's nice because she's rich. It's more like, oh, they're this stupid because they're rich. Yeah. Oh, my God, they absolutely. Can, mm. I'm wearing my but, parasite shirt right now. Oh, oh nice. amazing. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, no one can see that, but my shirt says Jessica and Michelle Dillon or Chicago. Ugh. <laughs> the most okay. iconic sentence. Truly. <laughs> um, but speaking of parasite, 
which isn't big red content, but I'll just say this because you know what? I'm just going to argue that just, I'm just, I'm just going to turn this into a Stan is better than all the streaming platforms one. Oh, Stan man. does have Parasite. Stan does have <laughs> Stan does have Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I had like plans of like to actually go through the big great content that Stan has, but like since we're on this topic, sure. <laughs> um, what else did I have ready? Also, I did want to. Uh, is it cool if we move on? Because um, I I did have another argument that was more like anti Netflix, and I just want to yeah. see what I think of this. So okay. Netflix has a whole category of what they call irreverent film and TV, and they've been using this label for a while. And even though I kind of knew what it meant, it was kind of only in preparation for this debate that I actually looked up the definition. So mm. <clears throat> irreverent means showing a lack of respect for people or things that are generally taken seriously. So my first anti-Netflix Prosan argument, my first real one is how can Netflix have like an irreverent, boast an irreverent catalog of B grade content and not have any Greg Araki? Meanwhile, Stan has now apocalypse. This is true. <laughs> <Not drunk>. Wow. <laughs> Just... <laughs> this is um, true. So, yeah, now apocalypse is very much one of those things that's. It's like it is expensive, but it's great. I was gonna he's say one of those filmmakers that like he makes it B grade in like the weirdest way possible. It's like all his stuff is kind of made to alienate people. It's like um, the so it's like without empathy or love for the audience. <laughs> it's like the avant garde of of B grade is is yeah. now apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Actually, Netflix does have. Um, some actually really good B-grade Gregoraki content. I forgot. It's got those two episodes of 13 Reasons Why that he directed. <laughs> Classified. Oh the whole of 13 Reasons Why is B-grade. <laughs> oh, my God. That show. I'm almost, like, ready to turn on Netflix now thinking about that show. No. Oh, no. <sighs> um, I do have a fun flip fact about Netflix because I just did a quick Google and I was like I need to support my tenuous stance on the streaming mm -hmm. service and apparently mm -hmm. someone watched Madagascar 3 352 times in 2017 oh. which is almost every day in a year what who wow. was that why and I'm like there's 365 days in a year what days did they not watch it on I'm like okay Christmas um their birthday <laughs> 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 No, they watch it twice on their birthday. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just what a legend. Honestly, like, what what is going on inside their head? I, I need I need to know. Oh, that's like there's this guy I I follow on TikTok for the pure reason that he he just collects Cat in the Hat DVDs, like you know the movie Cat in the Hat. Oh my god! And, and he just collects them, and like he only ever uploads a video when he's bought another copy of of Cat in the Hat on DVD. <laughs> he's just like, okay, guys, oh today is a big day, and then he like un like unbags it, and he's like, woo, and he's got like thirty seven copies of it. And I just, That's I just amazing. Maybe I, I know. Maybe the maybe the platform with the best B grade content is TikTok. Perhaps yeah. it's. Well, TikTok is just like what happens when everything ceases to have context and people just take whatever they want and put it wherever they want. And, like, I feel like half what I do on TikTok is go, where is this sound from? And then I look it up and it's from, like, some of it's from Breaking Bad, some of it's from an obscure musical from, like, 2004. I don't know. It's just, it's just it fascinates me. But no, I'm going to, I'm glad you proposed that, Dee, because I'm going to rebut that by saying that actually no, okay, do you know who has the best B-grade content is Amazon, baby. Um, and would, yeah, they have the would, Utopia remake coming out. Yeah, they do. They have the Utopia remake, which is obviously um, B-grade. Uh, but I want to, like, I actually wrote... Uh, this this statement, okay? 
All right. So on, mo on most platforms, B grades are either absent or they're like put in their own little category like your so-called irreverent films, okay? But on, but on Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime is the great equaliser, placing so-called A-grade films like such as Knives Out, for example, alongside such B-grade masterpieces as, as Earth Earth Tastrophe on their opening page, you know. Amazon Prime may be a lot of things, you know, tax evaders, lots of things, but one thing is for sure, Amazon Prime just decided all cinema is equal in the eyes of God and when it ensured, like... <laughs> And it ensured, like, the algor algorithm placed films with absolute abandon in difficult-to-read little rectangular tiles in the knowledge that in this unintelligible presentation, all film is equal in the eyes of someone just wanting to watch something. So, you know, much like the dedicated fan of an actor who only gets minor roles, Amazon Prime is dedicated is dedicated to almost religiously scooping up the flops from your favourite actors and boasting them alongside their better films. So, for example, <laughs> have you seen Jennifer Garner in Electra? Like, have you seen Hayden Christensen in Jumper? How about Eddie Redmayne and Sean Bean in the, fil the 2014 film The Black Death? Good news. Oh, my God. Amazon Amazon Prime has them all. And you know what? Any streaming service, right, for example, has John Wick or The Matrix, but only Amazon Prime is bold enough, nay, brave enough, to feature Keanu Reeves' films that didn't make it big. <laughs> like 1995's Walk in the Clouds or 1997's The Last Time I Committed Suicide or 2008's Street Kings. Because for Amazon Prime, a.k.a. the true equaliser of cinema, it's... Oh, my it's God, the, I'm losing it's, it. It's the Karl Marx of streaming services doing away with elitist classism, one B-grade film at a time. And... Which I know is an irony, given the wealth of the wealth and practices of its owner, but it's still no less true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm speechless. I have... So there, there you go. I hope, like, I didn't shock you with the with the truths that I with the tea that I served <laughs> there, but it's it's simply the truth. Um, oh, and I. I I, yes. So, you know, if you have a, a rebuttal to, to that, uh, but uh, I doubt you will because it's just Amazon Prime is king when it comes to B-grade content. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mary is like a real wild card tonight because I actually didn't, I most mostly like coming up with arguments that were either anti-Netflix and pro Stan, I wasn't thinking about Amazon. Oh. <laughs> um, I even came up with some pro Netflix arguments, actually. Um, some pro yeah. Netflix? Yeah, Why? just in case, like, <clears throat> so as you mentioned about, like, Amazon being kind of like the great equalizer that places, like, um, an actor's, like, best and worst filmography side by side with each other. Um, mm -hmm. I will also note just one of the pro Netflix arguments that I, that I, that I thought of was Netflix buys all the leftover films that don't get bought at film festivals that no one wants that literally no that like people made but no one wants for instance mm -hmm. Brie Larson's directorial debut Unicorn Store mm. mm -hmm. um, and then just another thing because you mentioned Keanu Reeves I will say also that Stan has 12 titles uh, from Keanu and uh, they are actually quite terrible like some bad ones <laughs> Oh they God. are actually just as terrible as A Walk to Remember. In fact, they're worse. They've got Knock Knock on there. They've got Generation oh. Um. They've got. <laughs> oh. They've got the Neon Demon. Like. Oh, hey, Amazon Prime. Oh no, wait, Neon Prime Demon. would do that. Yeah, because that's an Amazon movie, actually. 
Yeah. Ha! Ha! Not only does Amazon Prime had it, it made it, baby. Like, it is <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> it all goes back to Amazon. It really does, unfortunately. <laughs> I, Amazon Prime is serving you a B-grade existence. Okay. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> <sighs> But do they have all the Sharknados? They have most of them. I do think they're missing. Have, do they have the entire trilogy? The what? Do they have the entire species trilogy? Do they? No, have but they they do the have the entire they do have the entire Leprechaun franchise. <laughs> oh my god! Do they have? Do they have? I know no one else has this. Do they have the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race? No. Which was yeah. made with like, as we all know, with one hundred dollars. No. Yeah. <laughs> and like a Vaseline camera lens. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I don't think they have RuPaul's any RuPaul's Drag Race. Alas. Yeah. You get that one. I get that one. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I was considering okay. Sam because Do you of have that. any miscellaneous arguments, Panda? Because I've not actually been <laughs> ordering this in a in a in a correct. No, I'm I've enjoying not said the... anything that I wanted to say in the order that I wanted to say it. But go ahead. I'm enjoying the organic direction of this discussion, um, and also it's actually just I'm such a Libra. I was just like listening to all of this, and I was like, oh, oh my I chose the I'm wrong streaming Libras. service. <laughs> I was like, you're right, Stan does have all have all the RuPaul's and I think the only reason why I wasn't gonna go Stan was because I really didn't like um the last season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh I didn't and even watch it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did, but I felt very stressed about the fact that I was watching it, but I just had to finish it. And then I was like, I don't know about this. But then I went on to watch Canada's Drag Race and I'll probably watch the Netherlands one as well. There's going to be a Netherlands has one. Drag Race? I'm fairly sure that they do. Oh. I feel like there was an ad for that. I think mm. they're, they're expanding to a lot of countries. They just added oh. season two of Drag Race Thailand which I'm really excited to watch because Drag Race Thailand, like from the clips that I've seen is insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone sets to themselves, right? Like as yeah. on the, yeah. Can't yeah. wait to see it. As an outfit change transition. <sighs> that is, that is how I want to re-enter the world after lockdown. Mm. Mm. But yeah. Can I, can I ask, like, when when you guys went looking for B grade content on your um on your inferior B grade streaming services, <laughs> um, can I ask, did you find any like absolute bangers of B grades? Like, did you find like some absolute, just amazing examples of B grade cinema and or television? I just mentioned them. You, but anything like. Like, what's the best one that you found, though? The best? I mean, I feel like Selling Sunset was the one that I hold the most close to my heart. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Why? What do you think is the best? I've got a whole list, you... mate. Are you... oh. oh, my God. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I know you're just asking this so that you could, like, play a trump card of just, like, something insane. Go. <laughs> You've played so many games with me. You know how that that's how I play. Yeah. Um, so, so um some some titles, some titles that I uh, discovered when I did a deep dive. Um you know, you've got your classic Sharknado of course, but another one that I really liked was called Empire of Sharks. Um it is a it is set in the future when global warming has caused the uh, sea levels to rise and now sharks um, oh my God. rule the world. <laughs> uh, and I just think that the commentary on the current uh, direction of our planet 
in that it must be incredible. Um, another incredible title that I found was called, was literally called, and I quote, Big Ass Spider 2014. Uh, which I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming it's about a big ass spider. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've already mentioned the Leprechaun franchise, which is about a leprechaun that just murders people. Um, oh. Yep. Um, like but a tiny I, leprechaun? No, no, he's like a normal man. But he was oh, like, because oh. he, Why I think he, a he leprechaun? was. I don't know. That's what you gotta watch. You gotta watch Leprechaun Origin to find that out. <laughs> there's like Leprechaun. There's four Leprechaun movies, and then there's Leprechaun Origin. <laughs> so yes, uh, that's a, a film. Sure. Oh, um, my favorite film that I found, and I actually added this to my list because I want to watch it. I don't know if it's gonna be a pro Palestine film or not, but it's called. Jerusalem with a Z and it's about these three women who follow this guy to Jerusalem because they're like oh he's a hot doctor and then he turns like the population of Jerusalem into zombies and they've got to escape so I'm like wow. ah some cinema uh <laughs> some cinema and then um I found a lot of movies about the Bermuda Triangle, which just spoke to me because as a child, I thought the Bermuda Triangle was going to be a very huge issue in my life. And, um, you know, the fact that like it's quicksand. not. Huh? Like quicksand. Yeah. Like I just thought that the Bermuda Triangle was going to play a large role in my adult life. And now that it doesn't, I'm going to have to scratch that itch with some, with some, with some B grade. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, they Is were there the any best. Good Bigfoot content on there. Oh, there's so much. Um, 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 I, I watched a documentary called Bigfoot Girl on Amazon Prime. Me and my brother watched it as a joke. Um, and it's about this woman who had a dream that she was abducted by Bigfoot, and now she's searching for him because she thinks it's a sign that she needs to find him. Yeah. Amazing. To yeah. <laughs> Truly amazing. So, um, people want more female-directed films. There's one for you, <laughs> Bigfoot Girl. That's a documentary, right? Yep. Okay. So there, there you go. That that was some of the highlights of my uh, my search. Uh, oh wait, I've got one more. Sorry, you need to hear this. Okay. Oh no. Okay. All right. This is. This is amazing. I'm going to actually read you the synopsis of this. It's called Love on a Leash. And it, <laughs> the synopsis is a oh, woman, <laughs> a woman craving love finds a homeless golden retriever <laughs> who turns into a man at night. Oh, and my God. And it's a romantic oh, no. comedy. <laughs> so yeah, love on a leash. Okay, okay I just the name makes so opened... much sense now. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, no. not, it's not kinky. It's just about bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> I just searched the the term Christmas in Stan on my phone. And uh, here we go. So there's a Stan exclusive, exclu a Stan exclusive called Christmas Matchmakers. There's okay. another Stan exclusive called Christmas Hero. <laughs> oh my God. And one Christmas called the Christmas Princess, which looks almost exactly like the Princess Switch. Oh, shush. And Nothing. another okay. one called Staging Christmas, another one called Check In to Christmas. And these are all Stan exclusives. Um, and <laughs> The Road Home for Christmas. And, yes, they look like that one letterbox. All the posters look like they do on that one letterbox list where it's all, like, um, you know, red and green heterosexual people um, yeah. on posters. Mm -hmm. Also, a, The Road Home for Christmas looks like Christmas, Her Magical Christmas. A family for the holidays, the Christmas cure. 
That's almost what? a gift for, what's the a skill for Christmas. Yeah, wait, wait, go Club back. Giving what's the Christmas the, <laughs> oh, the people need up. to know. Let me look it up. A hardworking doctor <laughs> gets the holidays off to visit her family for her family. Oh, woke. But when Whoa. her name comes up for a huge promotion, she is torn whether or not to leave her family again or stay at home and take over the family clinic. The feminism of it all. Wow. Um, Women that Christmas have to choose. Um, you speaking of Christmas reminds me of that film on Netflix, The, the Night Before Christmas, but it's like the night as in the night, like I night you. Is Vanessa Hudgens in it? Yes. 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 Mary's very excited because she took an L and actually watched that. Um, <laughs> I, look, I... I do a lot for Vanessa Hudgens. We all know this, but like that movie, that was something else. Like she tricked me into thinking that it would be as good as the Princess Switch, <laughs> and it wasn't. First up, the starters, there was only one Vanessa Hudgens in the movie. Already a because um, why, Mary? I'm so glad you've wasn't seen it. it like inevitable. What? Wasn't it like inevitable? <laughs> it was like well inevitable. There was a yeah, night it's a Christmas movie, century. and I respect that. But <laughs> I know three Vanessas. Only, only in my wildest dreams. It's coming though. It definitely is. Um, mm. Christmas is actually the domain of like so many B grade movies that I just hadn't even thought about until you listed about ten titles. With also, the this name. is not B grade title, B grade content. But Stan also has Dorothy the Dinosaurs rocking Christmas. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just the best streaming service for Christmas. But I feel like Christmas B grade movies are weirdly elite. Like I, I don't know. They're like they're like the kind of B grade movies that people will intentionally watch because they are B grade Christmas movies. Like like isn't Christian Stewart making like a gay one at the moment? That's not B grade. Oh. That's made by Clea Duvall. It's gonna be Odd House. Okay. Oh really? <laughs> a Christmas movie is gonna be Odd House? Yes, it will be. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I just looked it up and I was like, I don't I don't know if it's like, going to be odd really house. I'm not interested in how white it looks, but yeah. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Um I will yes, but that's a point I will give to you Panda for Netflix because uh Netflix has um The Princess Switch which in my opinion, my humble opinion, is one of the greatest films ever made. Um, so, yeah, I, I have to give it, I have to give a point to Netflix for that one. Who yeah. you take Vanessa Hudgens? Mm. <laughs> there, there's no Vanessa Hudgens on Amazon Prime. It's tragic. <laughs> I mean, I'm still on the fence, but the night—I—I I still don't really know how I came across the night before Christmas. But when I read the synopsis, I was like, I have to watch this. Time travel and Vanessa Hudgens is just—I don't know I'm, how to. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, she doesn't time travel though. I don't think. Does she time? Tra I don't remember. It's the guy. No, it's I was the just guy. Like, very it. angrily complaining to me that Vanessa Hudgens was only a side character. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was really upset. I was sending I was sending D voice memos like Vanessa's hardly even in this movie. <laughs> it's mostly about this not like like they used her to like start this dude's career, but he's not even that good. Are there any Vanessa Hudgens films on stand? Mm. If this is how we are judging um... <laughs> Well, they used to have all the high school musicals before Disney Plus went and snaked them all. Um, let's see. They have Spring Breakers, and that's <gasps> it. Oh, yeah. Ripperoni. 
Netflix has that really bad Mads Mikkelsen movie that she is in for some reason. And it's like she has like a sort of romance with Mads Mikkelsen and it's super weird. I forget what it's called. I think it's called mm. The Cold or something. Something oh, yeah. vague like that. I just I just remember like watching that movie. I'm like, this is like truly B grade and that I'm just disgusted. <laughs> Actually that's good. like Mads is P B grade content. He is actually. Um, Isabel is moderating this. And, and Hannibal is on both Netflix and Stan. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It used to be on Prime. It Stuck used to be on, on it. Prime. But it's not on there anymore. I would love to see like, like a Venn diagram of all these three streaming services and which ones like which shows and movies overlap. Do they ever oh, overlap? They would, they do, right? Yeah. Yeah, like they do. Mm. I would love that infographic. Problem is, like, anyone who had made an infographic, like, because it's different for every country, because Australia has such crappy, like, crappy um, TV rights and stuff. Like, everyone just has the same crappy stuff. Yeah. Like, do you know, do you know who actually really has the most B-grade content? Tubi. Has anyone What's looked that? at? Okay, see, you all haven't even heard of it. But because my mum is a B grade connoisseur, I I know about this. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Tubi. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah. My my mum is a huge B grade fan. Um, and uh, anyway, Tubi, not to be confused with Mubi, though maybe they deliberately called themselves that for a reason. <laughs> um. But Tubi is like, just imagine all, it's not just B grade, it's C grade. Like, you go onto Tubi, it's free. They don't even charge you for it because they know it's full of garbage. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> this is a revelation. It's just, yeah, like, just go on there and have a scroll about what the what what they've got. I guarantee you won't even have heard of it. But can I just say, uh, I, I feel like that's actually, like, the beautiful thing about B-grades is that you have, like, no preconceived notions, you know, because mm. you see a movie title and you're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you just... Um, I, just <laughs> I just looked up Tubi and in the most popular it's got Titanic 2, which is a movie I've never heard of. <laughs> see? What's the plot of Titanic 2? It can only sink once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, That's what you think. I want to see what, what is the plot of Titanic 2. Here we go. I, a, sen a century after the fateful voyage of the original modern luxury liner, Titanic 2 set sail. Will this ship <laughs> suffer the same fate as her namesake? Oh, so literally it's just a second Titanic, like physically. That is just so rude. But <laughs> the boat is Titanic too. I'm scrolling through Canopy because I know they have like, like I know they have like award-winning cinema, but they also have like a bunch of other stuff as well. So I'm looking for there. But you keep going. <laughs> I'm just like looking at Tubi, and it actually looks amazing. Like it's got the Mr. Bean movie. It's got the Hills of Eyes. Um, Mr. Bean movie is not to be great content. That is cinema. That is true, actually. Mm. At this stage, I'm just like listing the movies that I am probably going to watch after this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and also Border <laughs> Security. Oh, no. <laughs> the worst show ever. Oh, no. Me, me watching Border Security as a child as they arrested all the Arabs. Oh, this is some representation. <laughs> I love being represented on Australian television. <laughs> there is a movie called Coming to America, not to be confused. Oh, no, sorry, this is Going to America. Uh, it was made in oh, okay. 2013. It was like a young man comes to Los Angeles claiming to be an African prince on a quest for true love and becomes an overnight YouTube sensation. Mm. Wow. wow. The, over mm. 
That was such a twist. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I, I bet you were. <laughs> there is, wow. There is a movie on Tubi and it's called Roblox Tycoon Movie by Pair of Ducks. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. That's the beauty of B-grade is that you don't know what any of it is. You know, we have no idea. Pair of Ducks and Mr. Quackerjack are starting their own theme park in Roblox. And Mr. Quackerjack. <laughs> um, these funny moments show their adventure as they try to beat the simulator, but something goes terribly wrong. <laughs> beat the simulator? <laughs> That's it. What? I just... What? Well, it knows... I'm, I have no idea what that's about, and I'm kind of into it. All right. All right, guys, do we have any uh, closing statements? Mm -hmm. About uh, B-grade cinema or your streaming service? I don't know. For the sake of backing streaming service, like, I think it was just fun, like, pretending that I cared this much. Uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, in terms of like B-grade content and what is considered B-grade content, I have a lot of thoughts, but I could talk for a bit too long about that. Um, I don't know. Just anything that's like my fave that people think is B-grade, like I hate you. Um, that's all I have to say. Really. <laughs> um, um, I think... Ooh, or I does think anyone I just, have like any last um, like recommendations that they want to give as well? What were you gonna say, Panda? Oh, I mean, all I was gonna say was that um, I realized that the Vanessa Hudgens rating scale, a rating system for B grade streaming services, is one that I will probably use going forward. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I don't know if I have any recommendations, but I would love it if more people watched Selling Sunset and as an inferior version at Million Dollar Beach House because I need more people to watch these shows so I can talk about them with these people. Totally okay. fair. Um, yes, uh, my closing statements are, as I said at the beginning, uh, I do believe that the only difference between B-grade cinema and mainstream cinema is marketing, is um you know and uh i i do think that most mainstream films are actually b-grade films but they have a-grade marketing so that's why they are considered a-grade uh i do believe that amazon prime has the most b-grade content but because they presented alongside their a-grade content they're just the great equalizer the Karl marx of streaming service like getting rid of them <laughs> Um, and I do think that as someone who is a huge fan of the treasure hunting adventures genre, okay, <laughs> I, I know how vital B-grade is to genre, like to genre fiction specifically. Um, so I will never, ever like insult B-grade cinema as a whole, because if we didn't have B-grade cinema, we wouldn't have my favorite treasure hunting movie of like, or one of my favorite treasure hunting movies of all time, which is the librarian, which spawned a whole TV series. So, you know, never underestimate a B grade and, um, you know, Oh, Oh, I wanted to mention something actually. No, like, you know, like the whole era of black exploitation films where like black filmmakers were making heaps of ripoffs of like white films. Like that was all meant to be B grade. So like actual important movements have come out of B grade cinema, but mm. yeah. So you know, don't, don't diss B grade cinema, but do diss C grade cinema. C grade cinema. I don't know wh what that is. It, it's just, it's like those, it's like those YouTube videos of uh, primary school kids um, reenacting of mice and men for assignments, that's C-grade cinema. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, yeah, I guess there's a lot of LGBT cinema that is considered B-grade um, and just 
on a serious note, just like remember it's only B grade because no one wants to give money to LGBT creators. And you should mm. start actually doing that so that we can hopefully, I don't know, surpass you guys. I mean, I think we have surpassed you guys. But um, <laughs> anyway, we don't need the money to do that, but it would be nice. Should we um, wrap up by just saying like what we're doing at the festival or? Yeah, sure. Yeah? Cool. So, Panda, what are you up to at NYWF? Um, so the other event I'm doing is Apocalyptic Sourdough. Um, I'll be talking to some artists after they've made a meal and we'll be talking about the importance of food to them, especially maybe especially during now. So that nice. was what I love that, that. that sounds that, so nice. That sounds and so like awesome. wholesome. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited to see what people cook. It will be like like I love cooking shows. So it'll be kind of like being in a cooking show that I'm in. So I'm very excited. What about you two? Um, uh, we, on... yeah, you go, Dee. Oh no, we're we're on a panel um, just for podcasters, um, and I guess we're going to talk about how there's so many podcasts and how to make yours stand out. Um, the answer is we're really niche, um, but yeah. <laughs> what else are you on, Mary? That's it. I'm I'm only on that one with you. Cool. Okay. Um, did you have any like work or like social media stuff that you wanted to promote, Panda? Um, I'm like, what am I working on? Well, my Instagram is Queen Super Chill, um, okay. which is named after. Oh wait, no, it's not. Oh my gosh, I just did my old Instagram handle because I was thinking <gasps> the other day about how good that handle was. Um, it is a good handle. It's the name of this staffy in the UK that got adopted by this man and it was in the news because he spends like £20,000 a year on it, but he just buys it like goggles and like cars and stuff to drive around in. Oh um, my God. So that's the origin story of the handle that is not my handle, I'm sorry. But my new <laughs> handle is <laughs> my new handle is washed up underscore retail superstar because until the lockdown, that is my day job. So if anyone wants to follow me there, that's where I put my work. But it's also where I put pictures of my dog. So one or the other. Amazing. Amazing. Um, oh, you're like the first result when you search up washed up. There's not that <laughs> many washed ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all righty. Well, thank you. Okay. Thanks. Yes. Thank you for joining us for this very special episode of Gay V Club Panda. Um, mm -hmm. For Gay V Club, um, we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Gay V Club. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Gay V underscore club. And you can find our uh, Mary's and I's individual socials through there as well. Yep. Thank you. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, also, I think by the time that we drop this, um, we're going to be having new episodes out. Yes, yeah? we will be. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So two weeks from when this episode drops, we will have something for you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Awesome. Thanks so much. It's been so nice. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you, Panda. And I thank won. thank you to Just the so National Young knows. Writers Festival. And thank you to Isabel mm -hmm. for helping us. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you, Isabel. <laughs> <laughs>